Hi and welcome to the official Everton Women's Podcast, sponsored by the Let's. We are on episode 11, Sarah, episode 11. How did we get here? I can't actually believe that, to be honest. When you said that was a nice little intro there, and I didn't realise it was the 11th pod, 11? so yeah. Oh, I can't believe they give us one, never mind 11. <laughs> speak, you know? speak for yourself, lad. <laughs> okay, so today's guest, we've got our assistant manager, Chris Roberts. And our club captain, Dan Taylor. Dan, can you believe we've been kept till the 11th episode? I know. Are we that that far down the pecking order? Right, I'm I'm flabbergasted at that, Dan. (laughs) Shocking. Do you know what? I must say, though... You two have been quite hard to pin down for a time together. We've we've been we've been eagerly anticipating the Roberts Turner link up for for quite some time. So the fact that we you know you would you do, you know you'd be our number one. Don't don't ever yeah. question that. <laughs> it's been hard to hear fee, but obviously yeah. So Chris, you've been here over two years now. When you joined the club, your first game was a 2-1 win in a derby against Liverpool. I remember it well. It was the first match I ever had to stand in as a stadium announcer. So I was nervous. We had new people in. We had yourself. We had Willie coming through the door. And you both made us feel welcome. You both came up and introduced yourselves. And it was absolutely brilliant. But what, what do you think has changed since that first day you came walking to Southport? I feel... To be honest, it feels like a, a different world now from from that first day. I mean, when we when we first came in, it was very much a, a case of we, we need to survive. There was a good group of players there, um, not deserving really of the position in the table they were in. Um, so initially, it was a really easy kind of common goal that everyone wanted to, to do well and stay in the league. And that first um, first game, the one against Liverpool, was incredible. I think the players who have been at the club a long time. Um, like Dan means always means a lot when the derby. Um, very quickly got a sense of how much it means to you guys with the celebrations at the final whistle. And I think <laughs> the two of you and Julie were going carnage. So no, but I think you know so much has changed in terms of the growth on and off the pitch. The, the playing squad is very different now. The staff and structure is very different. The continued support for the club is growing all the time. Um, it just feels very much more professional and in, in the direction that we want to continue on you know in terms of being a very successful team I think something that is uh you know really struck a chord was when we we had uh Willie on with Claire a few pods back um and when we spoke to Willie about coming to the club Chris he said that you know one of the 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 main thing was that when he came to Everton that you were you had to come with him and that you you know that I don't think you could ask for really higher praise from someone, could you? And obviously, you and you and Willie have worked together um, over the years and have such a successful working relationship. Um, how happy are you to be growing this Everton team and looking really to to try and get into Europe with this team in the coming seasons? Yeah, obviously, Willie and I have worked together for, for a long time, and we have a, a, an excellent working relationship, and we complement each other well, different qualities, and. Um, I think, yeah, we, it just works. You know, I, I get to do the things that I'm good at and, and, and vice versa, you know, it complements each other really well. Um, so, yeah, really excited when, when he asked me to come into Everton. Um, and the journey is is just one that continues to grow all the time. So, you know, from staying in the league to finishing mid-table to now looking to try and progress and finish higher and higher towards the top end of the table has been huge for us. And like, we talk about Europe and, of course, like, 
that is the, the dream to be there. But we're also pragmatic in the sense we know how much work is going to be required to, to make that gap. Um, because probably at the moment there is a little bit of a gap there. And we need to, we need to as a team, staff, players, club, we need to continually work to close that gap because the, the top, you know, you've seen Chelsea, they're an outstanding team and that's the level we are aspiring to get to on a, on a weekly basis. Um, so yeah, the dream and the ambition is, is there and is, is we're as hungry as we've ever been, um, players, staff, everyone. But um, yeah, we know we've got a lot of work still to get there and that's an exciting challenge and it's a great challenge for, for the players and staff to be part of. Definitely. It's, it's something that we're enjoying watching develop as fans as well. You know, as you said, it's by no means an, an easy feat to get into Europe when you've got such incredible teams. You know, Chelsea are exceptional. You've got Manchester City, you've got Manchester United in there now as well, Arsenal. But it's really exciting to see Everton in and amongst it. Um, and you can see the, the progression that's being made every season, which is, is, is so exciting to see. And Dan, obviously, you've been with the club for a long time. Um, you're part of the furniture here, really, mate. And, you know, you've achieved great things already with the club in your career. You know, you've reached two cup finals. You've won the Spring Series, WSL2. Um, so you've seen us go down, come up, uh, you know, narrowly avoid going down, as, as, as uh, Chris referred to them when the first season where he and uh, Willie came to the club. And now we, we really are on that right trajectory, aren't we, to to be kind of competing again? Yeah, definitely. As you say, I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly and all <laughs> the rest. Uh, definitely, I've, as you always say, I've been on that roller coaster from from day one, as you say, relegation, but FA Cup finals among that the same season. And then, you know, crawling our way back up to WSL 1 and then, obviously changing the management and stuff. And I think like the progress we've made just in the last two years since Willie and Chris have come in has been fantastic, as you say, going from fighting to stay in the league um, initially and then top half finish and then now trying to go that one better and trying to break into to the top three or four. Um, but yeah, I think now just since Willie and Chris have come in, like the attention to detail in everything that we do and including the backroom staff as well is just phenomenal. And, you know, we're really ambitious and we're all on that that same path together. And we know we've still got a, a way to go. We're still not there. We're still not quite there, you know, against the, the top teams. But uh, we're certainly on that upward trajectory and on that, you know, starting to close the gap. And hopefully we'll keep doing that. It's not it's not going to happen overnight. Um and there's been, you know, a lot of changes in players' personnel over the past two years as well. But now I think we're kind of getting that core group where we can start to close that gap. Definitely. And, you know, as you said there, there's been a big change in personnel over over the years, uh, players, staff, etc. And, you know, these things do take time to kind of develop and everyone gets used to the playing style and management style. And um, I think what we are seeing now, though, is it is really starting to come together, isn't it? And and that is an exciting foundation for the seasons going forward. And, you know, it's it's great how what I one of the things I really, really love about the group we have is we've got so many different nationalities now we've got players such as yourself and like Shani, Sai, um, you know, I've even been lucky to be here now for a few years. And what, what very quickly becomes apparent is that everybody here is very much bought into the Everton way. And, you know, it is like a family, isn't it for us all? Yeah. I think as soon as, you know, new people walk through the door, they get that, family feel straight away and something that we've really like honed down on this season especially is 
more being more than 11 and that's something that we really bought into from the start of the season you know players and staff and you know everyone's values is just as important as you know anyone else no matter how long you've been here and your age or whatever your experience everyone is valued the same and as soon as we step on that pitch we're all we're all equal so uh yeah you know I think the environment is is a fantastic environment to be in as you say you know multicultural like the but we've we seem to like blend together. We've got a great mix of, you know, youth players, players that have been at the club for a long time, and then players coming in, you know, fresh faces coming in, and then experience as well. So I think we've got that good blend as a group, and uh, I think that this you really see that the environment's like really there. And then obviously, I think going forward, we now need to now we've got that. Um, good environment it's now how we can improve that challenge each other more on a day-to-day basis so that we can reach that next level Chris you've worked with uh, the Scottish FA work with grassroots football and developing young players how important is it that the likes of Grace Clinton's coming through I think you know, it's, it's, it's essential really because we we want um, a core academy players knocking on the door you know in such a way that they're impossible to ignore because of course we want the part of the team where possible to be homegrown, to be from the local area, to understand what it means, not just through being here, but growing up and immersed in the culture of what it means to be an Evertonian. And um, if you can get players through your academy, I think the fans love it. It brings people together. Um, but I think it's important to have that that core of your team with a homegrown roots. Um, so, yeah, the challenge is there for all the academy players to, to come knocking on the door and smash it down because we, Willie certainly, and, and I and all the staff, we will absolutely invest in youth and back youth. Um, it's more about being ready rather than what age you are. So, um, yeah, the, the challenge is there for the, the academy players and, and I think they all know that. A lot of them got to come in, uh, train alongside Dan and the girls in, in pre-season and got a real feel for it. And uh, Grace is kind of one example at the moment. Elise Hughes... Um, of players who Hannah Cohen who have kind of came on that journey and are, are, are looking to, to make um, inroads into the first team not just as a squad player but as a starting player We're excited to to see this develop um, and I know fans are absolutely itching clawing to get back into Walton uh, to watch you guys and do you think that that will, will help you know in home games, the, the, it is like a 12-man, isn't it, uh, when when you've got the fans? How, how excited are you? And, of course, a, a lot of the girls here haven't seen or haven't even played in front of our fans yet. How how much of an incentive is that we could potentially see it this season, if not next? So, yeah, looking forward to that. It's it's crazy, isn't it, that, we, you know, we, it was the one-year anniversary the other week of Walton and we've only had one game, the United game, the back end of last year where you we've scored. Had- yeah, <laughs> it's quite nice for me having been here for so long. Um, that's a funny story actually about that game because I had I'd stayed back for most of the season and then um, I was up for corners that game and all in the match day minus one and I was getting my head on the end of everything at the set pieces but wasn't I don't think I scored any but I was getting on the end of them and then like. Me and Chris were like, I'm going to score a header tomorrow. And then I said to my dad um, before the game, uh, notice what's different tomorrow in the game. And obviously I was allowed up. And then I didn't know that Chris had said to my dad before the game, Dan's going to score a header today. <laughs> and then it happened. It happened. Chris Roberts. Chris not only- had a ball or something. <laughs> it was happening. 
I was going to say Miss, Mystic Roberts over there, hey, predicting uh, we should make this a feature every match day now. Get a get a pre little video of Chris with a with a you know prediction, and then we'll see if it comes off, and we'll do the reveal afterwards. <laughs> More just because the day before the training, Dan was getting on the end of every single header, every cross that came in, so it was impossible to ignore. So she got the uh, she said she was allowed up, and uh, yeah, just as I was walking onto the pitch, or I think your brother was there as well, Dan. They were both yeah. together. I just walked past and I was like, Dan, Dan's going to score a header today. And they both looked at me like I was mad. because like, Dan's You're like, header? Are you sure? You've got the right person. <laughs> nice, boy. And it's safe to say she was buzzing on you, Dan. <laughs> For people who can't see this now, Chris has just pulled a big, massive bumblebee onto the screen. <laughs> well, anyway, going back to the fans, obviously, we've only had one, so... Yeah, as you say, a lot of the, the new girls this year haven't really been able to experience that. So, you know, we can't wait for for them to get back when fingers crossed we're allowed. So, yeah, everyone's buzzing for that. And, you know, to the, to show sure the fans as well, obviously they're watching us back home. But, did, you uh, buzzing, did you just see buzzing? <laughs> <laughs> um, out again. Back home, but, yeah, it'd be nice to have them there and feel them, like, with us in the stadium. We can't wait. Definitely not, and not only fans as well. But as you just said, Chris, that you know you spoke to Dan's dad and brother uh, who's there, you know, w- watching the game. As I'm sure you, you all and yourself, you know, Chris and families, you want you want your families to be able to be there as well, don't you? And I certainly just can't wait to uh, to get back to Walton Hall Park with fans. It's going to be rocking. I want it to be like one of those places that not even one of those places, the place that. The other teams go, oh, we've got Everton at Walton today. And they're dreading it because it's just going to be bouncing. And me, Davy, and Julie are going to do do everything we can to uh, make sure it's an absolute fortress. I've heard you've started making a few songs as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard, so I can't wait for them. Yeah, honestly, because we've had time as well, Dan. Do you know what I mean? So, so we... <laughs> Everyone's probably going to have about four chants each. <laughs> a personal favourite of mine is Julie singing Maeve Clement on. <laughs> go on. <end> it. <laughs> I can't do it because I can't sing, but it's... Right. go on. So... I can't do the song, but it's dead funny because it's... Um, it's like a French song. one. Yeah. Maeve Clement that one. When <laughs> 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 she um... sings, it's hilarious. Obviously, you're not going to get all the fans singing it. But I'm, I'm going to ask her to record it for us and I'll play it. It's brilliant. Just Julie, just Julie singing that in the corner, like in the back of the stand. Uh, it's going to be brilliant. But, you know, just I think Walton Hall Park is such a great facility and it's it, it's such a wonderful thing that we've got, you know, a ground specifically to call our own home. But it will just have a heart and soul, won't it, when the fans are back in there? Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's having a fortress and having the fans on that journey with us in terms of creating that um, fortress at Walton Hall. But also, like, there's some things on TV you just can't um, grasp in the same way. And I think what the players provide on a weekly basis at Walton Hall and away from home, the product, the energy, the quality, is, it, it deserves to be seen in person. And I think that's what the fans probably have missed out on the most is, yes, being there to support us, but to actually enjoy the football matches and to see what the... The players are working on and, and how much they're improving and how passionate they are. And yeah, I think it's it's a win win. When the fans come back, the players are going to love it. And obviously, the, the fans are going to love watching the players work really well. 
as I said, and I'm sure so many people that are listening to this now, I get messages all the time of fans saying, cannot wait to come and watch this team, you know, um, buzzing with the with the win last night and, and stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> oh, no, I've done it. I was waiting for that to come. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that beat to show up then. <laughs> I want to know, Dan, right, this, I know we, we don't talk about bees now, but... How did the uh, move to America and Iceland come about when you were younger? Uh, so, I don't know, I've just always dreamt of going to America because obviously, well, soccer, it's so big over there. Uh, the women's game's just massive. So, I always wanted to do that when I was younger. Um, so, yeah, obviously, it came through like I knew somebody out there. Um, they put me in touch with their, their coach and kind of went from there, really. It didn't quite work out for me over there in America, like in terms of the school side and stuff. I really enjoyed the football, but then obviously you have to study stuff, general studies that I just wasn't really interested in. So um, it didn't didn't quite work out for me, but obviously it was a great experience, something that I'd have always regretted if I didn't try. So um, that was that one. And then in terms of Iceland, I was kind of on the fringes of the first team when uh, Mo Marley was still in charge and she thought, she thought it would be a good idea to send me out on loan. Um, just to get rid, uh, used to like the physicality and everything of senior level. So, um, yeah, they sent me out on loan to uh, a club in Iceland, who, which I'm going to pronounce terribly, called Stjarnan. Um, so, uh, do you know? Do you know, have, you, have you ever seen the men's team do all the mad, crazy celebrations, like with the fit and everything? That is the team. Oh my word! Yeah. That that so, was like they were like the trendsetters, weren't they? With like the gifts of the got when they like, score goals and stuff. And like, that is the team I went to. Um, class, class. So out there for a couple of months, uh, just yeah, just to get a bit more experience before I, I moved up to the first team. So yeah, you won a few cups there, didn't you? Uh, well, in my actual well, because I was only there for two months. In the actual time, no. But I think like later that year they did go on to suppose I was part of it but never got any medals <laughs> did you get I was going to say did you get no medals no I oh, will cut no. that bit out then <laughs> I was going to say oh this is a this is a this is a cry out to uh, I can't pronounce the name of the club either but get Dan Turner her, her winning medals because I've yeah, heard yeah. it was them two months that changed the entire season to be honest so let's make it happen <laughs> One of the reasons we've been looking forward so so much to this pod, um, not only because you're both delightful and hilarious, but we've got something to put to bed here. And a, a, a debate that has been going on for all almost all 11 of the pods so far. About Even Twitter? Twitter, it's got onto Twitter. I'm having different conversations with staff members. Chris Difford's getting involved, tweeting when I'm seeing going, oh, we've got some a new, a new one in the mix. Um, but Dan, you've reclaimed, and I well, say reclaimed. Oh no, is there drama? Has it gone again? Do you know what? I know where we're going with this, right? So obviously, the, the debate has been all season whether it's me or Haley that's the quickest. And in terms of that, I I'll take the crown there because I've I've clocked the the fastest speed out of us two. But then Chris Difford threw a span in the works on Twitter. And actually said that someone has recorded a faster time than both of us. And obviously I was talking to you, Sarah, after the Tottenham game. And you must have guessed every single player and left this one to last. So exclusive here, Nico Sorensen has recorded the fastest time this season. 
the fastest speeds, the top speeds, sorry. Um, so training or games then? Pardon? Training or game? It was the the game against Chelsea at Goodison, I believe. Um, so she has recorded the fastest top speed out of everyone this season. And then from the Tottenham game, Chris Difford sold me dreams after the game and shouted me over and was like, Dan, new top speed, you've hit 9.38 or whatever it was. So I was buzzing, running around, <laughs> buzzing. Ironically, where the, the London Bees also play, <laughs> I was buzzing uh, with the, the B celebration as well, that game as well. From oh my Jill. Gosh. So, um, so I was running around like, yeah, so I've hit my top speed, gets on the coach after the game. Chris was like, oh, you must have thrown your pot or something. It was before we even went out for the warm-up. I was devastated, obviously. I was like, celebrating too early. I was devastated. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's news to me, Dan, because I didn't get I didn't get that part of the story. So I thought that you'd knocked Nico off top spot again. And it was funny because, I like, Dan's right. I went through, like, every player um, in the team, like, and then got Nico I don't know why she just eluded me but um I love the fact it was here at Goodison Park when we beat Chelsea in the cup as well for to just give her that extra little bit of a zip in a in a stride but you've got a few games left Dan to try and reclaim that top speed are you going to do it I mean I hope so secretly I'm fuming because I'm so competitive <laughs> <laughs> you'll see you'll see Dan next game just run up and down the pitch for no apparent reason just like it yeah. <laughs> Uh, but nah, to be fair, we've got some now since Elise has joined as well. I think you could say about a five-horse race. I think I'd go me, Haley, Nico, Alicia, you know, throw Gabby, Shani. I was going to say Gabby and Shanna fast girls as well, aren't they? So that's what I mean. We've got we've got quite a rapid group at the end. So uh, yeah, it would definitely be a close close race. Is this is this why you're up at the iPad after every training session? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> Every every training finishes, I'm, you look over. Dan's got the iPad off uh, of the boys checking our stats and on the physical part. <laughs> not lying. He's not lying. I am. <laughs> I, I love that. I absolutely love that competitiveness, though. I'm the same, you know. I think even, you know, as a kid or anything, you're running with your mates, someone goes, oh, don't be the last one to the front door or something. I actually, like, knocked out my two front teeth once, split my lip. Honestly, I was about seven, went on holiday, and in all the, in all the pictures, I didn't have my two front teeth, and that's just because I wanted to win a little race to the front door. So, <laughs> <laughs> so competitiveness here. I was going to say, we've got a game as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Now, Davy is the quiz master, of course. We've had, so far, Shani Boy Halorka, Jill Scott and Izzy Christensen have taken part in our 60-second quiz. And the aim is to answer as many questions as you can in the 60 seconds. So Jill is our current leader with 13 points. Izzy is second with 12 and Shani is trailing in third with 10. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna quiz you both now. Um who wants to go first, I guess? Oh you you can go if you want, Chris. I'm easy. The, the, the thing is though, whoever goes second, it's got a bit of an advantage because you oh, know the second. questions. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris will have time to think about these answers now. Should we do what they do in like um, Family Fortunes and other shows on telly where they put the earphones on, the mask and stuff? It's <laughs> okay, you ready, Sarah? Right, I'll count you in, okay? In three... Oh, it composed. Look at me. 
Look how competitive she is. She's right up on the screen. She's not the iPad out. Go on, Dan. Take that same energy of going into a Merseyside derby into this. That's what I want to see from both of you. <laughs> My hands are all sweaty now because I feel like I'm going to be dead dead quick for Dan. <laughs> are we ready? I'll count you in in three, two, one, go. Childhood hero. Goals, goals. Favourite place in the world. Uh, Maldives. Funniest Everton teammate. Jill Scott. Fastest Everton teammate? Me, or Nico. Pre-match meal? Uh, beans and egg on toast. Tea or coffee? Tea. Biggest inspiration? Uh, family. If you could play another position, where would it be? Uh, goalkeeper. Favourite star from another sport? Uh, Serena Williams. Toughest Everton teammate? Gabby George. Chocolate or ice cream? Chocolate. Hattrick or last minute winner? Last minute winner. Toughest opponent? Uh, uh, Kelly Smith. Most stylist Everton teammate? Alicia Lehman. Most skillful Everton teammate? Uh, skillful, skillful. Uh, uh, Shani. We have got a new leader, Daniel Turner. Dan Turner. <laughs> With how many? 16. 16. 16. Wow. So, what was the, what's the lowest score? The lowest ten. score is 10. The questions now. Well, yeah. To be honest, I was put off by the fact that you never breathed the entire time, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> And, and oh, I've got me from not having a breath with questions. I, I told you I was competitive. <laughs> I, for those listening, Dan, Dan Turner's phone has literally even just fell on the, fo- the floor. There's so much carnage going on right now. I literally feel like I've just watched like the last 10 minutes of a, of a game when you're only winning 1-0 and you, your heart's going like the clappers. That, that's how I feel. I feel exhausted after that one. And now we've still got Chris Roberts who is going to try and make it the shortest reign ever in our 60-second quiz. <laughs> I'm going to make it a bit more fair. I'm going to go from bottom to top. Okay. So it's different questions. Oh. <laughs> Are you ready, Chris? Drama. Ready? Should I do the countdown? You're a bit sheepish now, David. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just make this like a regular thing where the four of us just come on and play games and stuff? Can we just mention what's just happened because no one's going to see that Chris has brought out a big cuddly oh, sheep. Toys back there. Was that? <laughs> Any more cuddly toys back there? Yeah, I've, got, I've got a few. <laughs> right. Are we ready? Nervous, but ready. In three, two, one... And go. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Favourite song? Uh, Don't look back in anger. Favourite drink? Um, Coca-Cola. Best advice you've been given? Um, Don't eat yellow snow. (laughs) Social media platform is most used. (laughs) Instagram. (laughs) How to say that, Everton? I can't hear what you're saying. (laughs) Paused. I've paused it. (laughs) <laughs> you won't get it that minute. <laughs> I'm crying, I'm <laughs>
Oh my god. <laughs> it's okay. That could go into bleepers. At least three seconds back for you couldn't even question. I know. I think <laughs> okay, we're on 23 seconds. No, so I'm a, gonna count that as it's look better from you. Seriousness. Tony Yellow Snow. He's not lying. He might just have saved someone from a misfortune one day by uh, getting that in there. So <laughs> Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so, we, Where was the other Social media platform on it. Yeah, it's okay. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Hardest trainer, Evan. Damn. Favorite film. Uh, Gladiator. Can you play a musical instrument? No. Which celebrity would you most like to meet? Uh, oh my days, Carnation Street or EastEnders? None. Uh, friends or Gavin and Stacey? Friends. Last person you called? Um, Lisa, my partner. Do you have any pets? Yes, I've got two rabbits, Khaleesi and Alby. Superpower invisible or able to fly? Invisible. Most skillful Everton teammate? Shani. Most stylish Everton That's teammate? time. Oh. That is time. Oh. Oh. Guys. I like Keith Lemon. I love I've Keith Lemon. Millions, <laughs> millions of famous people, and I've picked out Keith Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> I just started to panic. I thought Davy's panicking. He's not reading the questions quick enough. Dan's laughing her head off. Sarah's not got a clue what's going on. <laughs> Standard for me, that Chris. <laughs> 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 but guys. This is this was intense. So it end there's one one point in it between oh. Chris and Dan. Oh. So I'm gonna do a little drum roll. And still the champion <laughs> <laughs> of the 60-second quiz, yes. Danielle Turner, champion. <laughs> Chris Roberts walks straight <laughs> off the set. <laughs> He's had enough. <laughs> was it 15? Chris got them. 15 points. And he got an extra two seconds as well. Exactly. And do you know what? I think that's going to take some bitties back for, for everybody listening. Chris Roberts has returned because he realised that we wouldn't give him his fee if he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, that was tremendous. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I've got to say, like, I think that that uh, by DT is going to take, take some beating, to be honest. I think... I've got to say, both of you, very, very well played there. Sharp. And, um, yeah. And some good, healthy advice for any listeners out there. Don't eat yellow snow. First time of crowds on a podcast, anyway. That's, that's what you get when you get Chris Roberts on. There'll be tears. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be buzzing with that. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of animals, though, I think, DT, last time we spoke, you were getting a dog. Was it around Christmas? Oh, yeah. My family got, well, it was not in my house, but my family got a little Labrador, yeah. Oh, was it's, it, it's, was, was it he or she? Is it he? Boy called Harvey, they got. But, oh, yeah, he's amazing. Like, so quick since Christmas. He's grown loads. But, yeah, my dad, like, my, my little brother's always wanted a dog, and uh, my dad and stepmom have always, like, I'm denied about it and I was like nah but then they finally caved in 
just before Christmas. So uh, yeah, they got him one, but <laughs> dad's besotted. <laughs> and of course, just stopped doing the walks already. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say something as well? I get dog, dog broody. We've, we've mentioned this before, but why do we mention the dog first and not Chris is going to be a daddy? How's she doing? How's Lisa doing, Chris? It's good. She's um, sitting about five feet laughing at me and shaking her head at the same time. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Do you, do you want to come on? <laughs> come on, give us a wave. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh. Congratulations to you both. This has to put up with this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she deserves a medal, Lisa. You gotta say, <laughs> no. It is. The, it's such wonderful news. It really is um, to hear that you know you, you're going to be parents, and of course. Willie has young Finley now as well, so maybe two future Everton coaches <laughs> going forward. Hopefully they have a playing career first, you never know. I was going to say, or oh, Everton legends, yeah, absolutely. Guys, quick question for you. We, we heard that you uh, you asked some of the guys that come on to do a, a Scouse accent, is that true? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because below, before I left playing today, Dan was practising a Scouse accent. <laughs> yes, oh, right. Ah! Yes! Morning, so. He is just saying he can't wait to get on his show is. Come on then, right. <laughs> now you've mentioned it, we'll do it. Right. Aww. Okay, Dan. Um, oh, I can't remember what you say. You said oh, chicken and chicken a can of coke. Okay, Dan, so chicken and a can of coke, I tell you. I can't, I need to practice. <laughs> chicken and a can of coke. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Go on, Chris. You'll get out of it. Go on, your turn. No chance I'm doing it. Go on. <laughs> you brought it up. I think, to be honest, we've taken up more than enough of both your time. Poor Dan's still at Finch Farm at this point. Bless her. That is dedication to this podcast. That is what This we is love. babies now, June next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys... It has been an absolute blast, honestly. It is just, uh, it's a pleasure to know you both and it's a pleasure to have you both on the podcast. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed that one. Congratulations on becoming both first and, we'll say gold and silver position um, in the 60-second quiz. You've both done yourselves proud and, uh, yeah, we will see you soon. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, God, thank you so much for coming on. That's been absolutely amazing. I don't think I've laughed like this for quite a while, so it's been been really good. I feel in a boss mood now. <laughs> <laughs> You're buzzing. I'm buzzing. <laughs> We're all buzzing. Cheers, no, guys. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. So, like and subscribe to the official Everton podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by searching Everton on your preferred podcast listening app. Don't forget as well, you can catch up on our past episodes with players including Poppy Patterson, Hayley Rasso, Izzy Christensen, and Ingrid Moore-Walls. I just want to say a big massive thank you to our sponsor, The Let's, for sponsoring our podcast. We'll be back in a fortnight's time. Up the toffees. When we have questions about our body, periods, and well, pretty much anything else, most of us turn to the search engines, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. What we really need is straightforward answers and expert advice to put our minds at ease, and that's where Lilette's Talk comes in.
It's a safe, confidential space where you can ask the questions that you need to and get a no-nonsense answer, whatever your life stage or query. And this is how it works. Send a message anytime via text or WhatsApp on 0616-326-1967. Ask a question about periods, puberty, maternity, menopause, products or anything else in between. It's completely anonymous, so Lalette won't know any details about who you are and will never use your number for marketing purposes. You'll get an answer back within 24 hours and the best bit, your answer will come from a real person and not a bot. The dedicated team at Lalette's will be available between 6am and 6pm to answer your questions. That number again is 0116326 1967. So Lilette's talk.